It's time now for another edition of Roarman's Raging Softball Report. Everything Louisiana softball. Now, here's your host, loving Louisiana softball since 1981. It's the Roar Man. Hello, and welcome into another edition of my softball podcast. I am the Roar Man. I really do appreciate you tuning in. Well, the season is almost here. And in this podcast, I'm going to tell you my outlook for the season. I have been to almost every scrimmage. I have been to many practices. Let me start by reviewing the Cajuns' schedule. Make no mistake about it, this is the most difficult schedule in the team's history. The Cajuns will face off against six of the seven top teams in the country. Those teams are number two, UCLA, number three, Oklahoma State, number four, Florida, number five, Florida State, number six, Texas, and number seven, Arkansas. And they will meet every team on the road, either at the team's home field or at a neutral site. The Cajuns will also play LSU, Ole Miss, Baylor, Texas A&M, and UCF. The first test is down in Clearwater, Florida at the Tax Act Clearwater Invitational. There the Cajuns will play six games. It will be a true test as they face UCLA, FSU, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Michigan, and Indiana. I mentioned in a previous podcast, I would be okay with the Cajuns going 3-3. Three and three. If they do worse than that, just remember this. Last year, Texas played in the tournament. They left with their tails between their legs going 0-6. Despite that poor performance, the Longhorns peaked at the right time of the year and finished second to Oklahoma in the World Series. So if the Cajuns don't do as well as you hope, don't panic. It's a very long season. I know, like you as a Cajun fan, we don't like it when the team loses. Well, with the incredibly tough schedule, the Cajuns are probably going to lose more games than fans are accustomed to. However, even if the Cajuns lose games to UCLA, FSU, Oklahoma State, Florida, Arkansas, or Texas, and those games are decided by a run or two, It shows the Cajuns were competitive, and it will really not be that bad of a loss. I know, we've heard it before, there is no such thing as a good loss. Well, again, losing in a close game to any of those teams will toughen up the players, build confidence, and prove they can play with the top teams in the country. So again, don't panic if the losses occur. Be patient. Finally, remember this about the schedule. Coach Glasgow chose to make it difficult. The reason? To get the team's RPI as high as possible in order to host a regional, and if the team wins enough games against the best teams in the country, maybe even host a super regional. Now I'd like to talk about a few key factors that can make 2023 a successful year for the Cajuns. Let me start with pitching. There's a possibility the Cajuns could have six pitchers that contribute throughout the year. If so, there are very few teams that have six capable pitchers in their lineup. 
Everyone knows of Sam Landry and Megan Shorman. They are the Cajuns' two ace pitchers. Then there's Kendra Lamb, who is back for her fifth year. Those three pitchers can take the Cajuns a very long way. But there's more. Redshirt freshman Tyler Oob and true freshman Chloe Riazzetto are showing promise. However, the key factor for me in the circle is Carly Heath. As you know, Carly tied for the lead in home runs last year with 13. She is a powerful force at the plate. Last year in the circle, she did pitch, but she only pitched 9.2 innings. What I saw in fall ball and in spring practices is this. Carly Heath is a totally different pitcher than she was last year. She has improved so much, it's scary. I'm not going to spill the beans about what is making her a better pitcher. I don't want any secrets out there for other teams to pick up on. Just know what I am saying, and you will be surprised at how good she has become. If she can be as effective once the season starts as she was in the fall and spring, and I think there's no reason she can't be, watch out. There is even a seventh pitcher. Kylie Pitzer, I'm pretty sure she was going to redshirt. One more thing to keep in mind, this is Coach Justin Robichaux's second year. He did a fantastic job last year while learning on the job. He had never been around softball, much less coached it. Now with a year of experience under his belt, I look forward to him doing a masterful job with his battery of pitchers. The next key factor is the potential play of freshman Maya Davis. What I have seen from Maya has been nothing short of amazing. She has excellent bat control and is super, super fast. As well as the pitchers did this offseason, they had difficulty keeping Maya off the bases. She hit over 500 in fall ball. If she hits like that during the season, here's what it will mean for the Cajuns. She will lead off. If she gets on base as a leadoff hitter, you might as well put a run on the board for the Cajuns. She will steal second. She may steal third. So to score, all that has to happen is for a hitter to hit a sacrifice, hit a grounder, or get a base hit, and the Cajuns will be on the board. As a Cajun fan, you are going to love watching her play. The next factor is... How does Coach Glasgow decide how much playing time each player gets and who plays where? This team is stacked, it is deep, and that's a good thing, but players want to play. Coach did a great job of shuffling players in and out last year, so let me talk about each position and explain Coach Glasgow's options. Let me start with catcher. Sophie Piscus is back for her junior year. She will get the majority of time behind the plate. But after her, who sees the most time at catcher? Lauren Allred or Victoria Valdez? They are both freshmen. It will come down to who has more success at the plate. At this point, I would have to give the nod to Lauren Allred. I think Allred is a sleeper player and is going to surprise a lot of people. Nothing bad about Victoria. She has Great potential as well, so she'll get a chance behind the plate, along with all red. Moving on to third base, it was Jordan Campbell's position last year. 
Recently, Matty Hayden has spent a lot of time at third base, and it looks like Matty may have won the position, and Jordan will play in the outfield, probably right field. Her bat is just too good to be kept out of the lineup. Shortstop, Alexa Langoliers will be the starter. However, expect freshman Sissy Vasquez to see time there as well. Lauren Allred has seen time at shortstop also. Second base, Stormy K will start there. Also getting time at second could be Sissy or maybe Kylie Griffin. If she does not redshirt, Coach Glasgow said he will make a decision or he will let Kylie make a decision if she redshirts or not. First base, I think Taylor Roman gets the majority of playing time there and Lainey Crader sees some time at first as well. Then there's the outfield. Assuming Campbell starts in right field and Maya starts in center, that leaves left field open. Glasgow has a number of options. Number one, start Kayla Falterman. She led the team in batting average last year, hitting 414. I think she will have another fantastic year. With her ability at the plate, I just can't see her not being in the lineup. Then there's Kramer Ache. A very, very good player. She will see time in the outfield for sure. I'm just not sure how much. Then there's Carly Heath. When not pitching, Glasgow can play her in the outfield because of her powerful arm and strong bat. And finally, there's Sam Grader. She absolutely killed it in fall ball and was set to have a tremendous sophomore season. Then she injured her knee and is hoping to be ready to go sometime this season. If she is ready, she should see playing time in the outfield as well. Then there's a designated player. I think most often that player will be Carly Heath or Lainey Cradour. So who plays where is kind of like a puzzle. Coach Glasgow will have to make sure the pieces of the puzzle are put in the right places. So that's what I think. I'm just reporting on what I've seen over the last few months. The season starts Friday. It could end up being the most thrilling, most exciting, most successful season in the history of Raging Cajun softball. I really do appreciate you listening. I hope you tell a friend. I hope you subscribe to my podcast or follow me. And as always, I will see you at the ballpark and go Cajuns.